The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, telling, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatted calves have been slaughtered. And everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. And while the rest seized the slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. And then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready. But those invited are not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good, so that the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And when he said to him, Friend, How did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness, while there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks that you have called us into your kingdom, that you have prepared us for the work in the kingdom. Help us to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever heard this story? Why did we ever say we would go as he struggles to tie his bow tie? It was your idea, so there's no getting out of it, she says, straining at the zip of her silk dress. Parties. That's what it's about, parties. They can be a bother. There can be the party that you look forward to having for months ahead of time, and it turns out awful. And then another party where you accept it over being polite, and it ends up wonderful. And then if you're the host, you're worried about getting it right. And you're worried if it goes wrong, especially if somebody whips out their cell phone and records whatever is going wrong, and everybody can laugh. Parties, frightful and fragile, or fun-filled and fantastic, and rarely do the two sides meet. So our gospel lesson today, it's a story. It's a mess. The king holds a wedding banquet. 
Those invited refused to come. And they beat up the messengers and even kill them. And then the king lays siege to the city and slaughters everyone in their city. If it's the king, it's probably his city too. And then after the killing, the king invites everybody to come, both the bad and the good. And that fills the hall. But then there's one guest who isn't wearing a wedding robe. So he binds the guy up hand and foot and throws him into the utter darkness to cry and grinding of teeth. This is the good news of the Lord. I don't hear it right there. So where do we start? Where do we unravel this story that has such fanciful parts to it. Where do we go? Well, like always in the New Testament, we go back to Jesus. And so we go back to Jesus and the kingdom. Last week's parable had the son being killed. And yet this week we have the king is giving a wedding feast for his son. There is a movement between the two parables. There is the completion of time. The end times have come, and all is ready. What all is ready? How is it ready? The son isn't named in this second parable, but the son's wedding is named. So the son is obviously alive. So the parable of the wedding banquet assumes that the son has been resurrected from the dead. And in his death and resurrection, all is now ready for the wedding feast. The parable does a fairly good job of telling us that the kingdom is a gift. But it has two lists of people being invited. The first list is your typical wedding guest list. The young couple wants to get married and they want to invite their friends and their dear family. But convention tells us that not only that happens, but uncles and friends and business associates of the parents and other significant people in the community are invited. So this is like the wedding of the king. The king's list has little to do with friendship and a lot to do with allegiance and politics. You get invited because of your status and your usefulness to the ruler. But they thought they were more important than the king. And so they were not worthy to go. The RSV and the Greek 
the slaves are sent out to gather together as many as they can, both bad and good. When you were following along, when I read that, you realized that I switched the words, right? Not the good and the bad, but the bad and the good. That's not an afterthought. That's done on purpose because it makes the test a little uncomfortable and it makes the kingdom as a gift for everyone. And it's there also to prod us in the church just a little bit, just to make us sting a little bit. When the king came to see his guest, he noticed a man there not wearing a wedding robe. How did you get in here, friend, without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. There's a tradition in the Middle East that when a banquet is held, wedding garments are supplied. You are either supposed to wash your garments and especially a white one, or as white as you can get, and come to the wedding feast. But if you don't have a garment, a garment will be given to you. It's not like you're leaving for work, and into your lunchbox you put a tuxedo. You don't do that. The invitation comes quickly, and you go to the banquet, and you are given a a gown. And for us, that gown is the death and resurrection of Jesus. That great banquet is possible because of the one who has died for us and whose resurrection claims victory over death, the one who is our Savior. That's our wedding garment. But the man who didn't have the wedding garment It doesn't tell us if he was wearing rags or if he was wearing a tuxedo. It doesn't matter. He wasn't wearing the garment of Christ. Resurrection. So what is this parable all about? What does it actually mean? It's about being ready and being active in our faith life. What are we doing if we think we have arrived in the kingdom or at a place of peace which is not based on Jesus' death and resurrection? Aren't we all looking for the kingdom? think this parable tells us don't be too ready to accept where you are and say that you are in the wedding garment. We might find ourselves dressed for a party but going to the wrong place for that party. So what does this wedding gown that we put on look like in our lives? If we put on Christ, do we look at the world 
a little different than if we do not have Christ on? Maybe the wedding gown is the the ability to let go of our need to punish and exclude others just to build ourselves up. Aren't we all, the bad and the good, looking for the kingdom of heaven? And when we find it, we find Christ that makes us belong. Maybe the parable is not about attempting to understand the king or attempting to understand the guest fate. Maybe the parable is only about a truth that we are given a place in the wedding feast in the kingdom of heaven. And then our response to that wedding feast is to pick up the work of a disciple. It's not enough just to send our RSVP and then show up. It's not enough just to call yourself a follower of Christ and then act like we are sound asleep during the Sermon on the Mount. It's not enough to claim our church membership and then close out the needs of the world. It's not enough to say, I am a Christian, and then be quiet when life and liberty and love are in danger. Sharon Ring writes, It appears that Matthew envisions further accountability beyond one's initial response of discipleship. Our yes to God's invitation to the banquet. We are called to be a disciple. And so the chosen are the ones who understand that for the time being, bringing about the kingdom of heaven is now. It's not later, it's not tomorrow, it's not someday. But the kingdom of heaven is now. Maybe Matthew's point is not so important of showing up at the wedding feast wearing what not to wear. But maybe the point is showing up at the wedding feast and not being prepared for the urgency of the invitation, not realizing or not being told that when God summons a banquet, it calls us to action. We are concerned about how many of our neighbors are in our pews beside us. Maybe the point is to reach out now. Amen.